What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line with me right now is the man who got Emily Schramm into CrossFit, who started the whole Impact, the whole MFit legacy. He's taking credit for it, at least. My man, Derek Kaczynski. What's I'm up, brother? I'm not taking credit for it. You'll hear in the interview uh what really how the fairy tale actually really happened because that's really what it sounds like it really sounds like uh alice in wonderland um found a magic book and just went down this awesome path and now she's a superhero so um no i'm not taking credit for all any of our hard work um i'm not taking any credit at all it's just every story has a beginning and I just so happened to be at the beginning. So that's how I, how I would like to put it, Scott. Thanks. Well, you know, one thing you are going to take credit for is selling more challenge jerseys than Johnny Bananas. Because you guys are doing a jersey contest in coordination with the challenge throwdown for the cause in Philly on the 24th. You're signing every one of these things. Johnny Bananas is signing two, three, four, I don't know, he said maybe 30. But if you purchase a Team Derek jersey, he will sign it for you. If you roll up to the event wearing it, you'll get a Challenge Mania sticker. Come hang out with all the crew in Philly on February 24th. And if you need more info, you just go to challengethrowdown.com. Now, before we get to Emily, before we get to the house cleaning, the subscribing, the rating, the reviewing, all the Twitter stuff, want to give you a heads up. This episode, before we get to Emily, we had to bring on somebody who could give a little bit of context for how great of a competitor, how historic of a competitor Emily is. She just took home the Champs versus Stars title, but she is... Just, I mean, she's a hell of an athlete, and you see that, but she's also a hell of a challenge competitor. So we're going to bring on our own little stack guy here, Mr. Alan Aguirre. He writes for Medium. You probably read a lot of his articles. He wrote one for D that D really liked. So before we get to Emily, we're going to talk to Alan. He's going to break down Emily's career and just how historic her success rate has been in eliminations and in the challenge in general. So, um, D, why don't you really quickly just explain why you thought that, you know, in this greater conversation of the challenge being a sport and of us being the sports center of the challenge why bringing on a guy to really talk the ins and outs of the stats was an important part of making this thing happen well i am no uh perfectionist i don't know all the details um on this sport i disappeared from the game for about seven years i was working in the oil fields in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night in all types of weather conditions while Emily was still making her rise to, to greatness. Um, and once you guys hear the stats, you guys will understand why I needed to bring on a challenge guru, a challenge stat guy. And he doesn't disappoint. Um, I'm really glad we did it. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope this is another element that we can bring to the table that will make the challenge universe um, that much more spectacular. And uh, you guys will hear. And um, and don't think this is just a, a podcast on the challenges of sport. There's so much in here. I already mentioned the, the, the fairy tale story, and um, but there's a little bit of drama, and 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 it's, you got to wait till the end of it. Um, I think I get a little bit of heated about it because I mean, who really, who who can really uh, get under Emily Schramm's skin? I, I I don't know. Yeah, she's so nice. You'll get it from the podcast. She's literally probably the nicest person in the history of the challenge. But we talk about somebody who she was on a show with recently who just ugh, got her blood boiling. So you'll find out who that is on this episode of Challenge Mania 
Go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at DerekMTV, at Shada Yeager. That's where you get the questions in for our next episodes. We're laying them down, folks. I announced it on Twitter earlier this week. We're having a lot of episodes taped in this next week here because we're running them for the next few weeks. I'm going to get married. I'm getting hitched, everybody. I'm really excited for it. Getting married down in Miami. Then we're going to Hawaii for our honeymoon. It's going to be awesome. So I'm going to be going off the grid for a little bit. But D's going to be manning the ship on social media. So make sure you got D plugged into your Twitter, at DerekMTV. But for now, still, try to get us questions for the following. We got a big episode with the guy you wanted. Mark Long is coming up. Get us questions for Mark. We got Natalie Negrodi, the big brother contestant who's now part of Banatalie on Vendettas. We're having her on. Get us questions for her. We have the Brain Candy Girls coming in for an invasion. It might be too late to get us questions for them, but that will be dropping on February 6th, and it will be not one to be missed. And last but not least, we're doing another Ask D Anything. So if you have a question for D, if you have a question for me, if you have a question about Challenge Mania, about anything in the Challenge universe, shoot it to us. It'll be on the Ask D episode. That'll be on, I believe, around February 13th. So we're coming at you with the content for the next few weeks, even though I won't necessarily be around. So make sure you're following us at DerekMTV, at Shadi Yeager. Make sure you're subscribed because, you know, the heads up and the notices and the tweets, like I said, those won't be at, those will be more few and far between while I'm away. So if you're plugged in, if you're subscribed, it'll you'll wake up one morning and it'll already be there when you're ready to have breakfast. The new Challenge Mania will be in the palm of your hand. You also got to follow at MFitMTV. That's our girl, Emily Schramm. She's got some great products out, the MPAC.com slash mania. If you head over there, she's so nice. She's giving you guys 15% off your whole order. All you got to do is enter the code mania. They've got backpacks. They don't have Johnny Bananas backpacks, but they have backpacks. We get to those. We get to the story, the inception of those on this podcast, and they have a lot of cool merch too. So check that out. We're going to get to Alan, the stack guy, real quick. He's going to break down Emily's whole career for us, and then we're going to talk to the one and only Emily Schramm who, if nothing else, is one of the most motivating people you could have on a podcast. So get ready to go for a jog tomorrow morning after you listen to this, folks. Let's go. Everybody, on the line, we've got a very special guest, and they have never participated in the challenge, but sounds to me like he's watched every single one of them, at least once or twice. He is the official stack guy of the challenge. He is a blogger named Alan Aguirre, and he's here to drop some knowledge on D&I. What's up, Alan? What's up, guys? First time, long time? Uh, so so the, the reason why we're pulling him in is because this guy is 20 years old. Um, his, uh, his nickname is Fresh Breezy on Twitter, and he knows everything about the challenge. The reason why I know that is because the guy interviewed me one time. Or he didn't even interview me. He wrote an article on me, and it was 99% correct. Uh, at some point, I went dark. I, I didn't do the challenge. Maybe you know I was gone for seven years. I worked in the oil fields. I saw snippets of the challenge here and there. I saw Emily, who's our next guest, here and there. But I want to know. I want to know the facts about Emily because I want to talk to her. I want to pick her brain about the challenge being a sport. And the way you write your articles, you really do them sort of kind of like what, how we're doing the podcast, ESPN style. Um, and and, and so, so, so welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on on short notice. I want to know. I want to tell the viewers, uh, the listeners, the audience, I want to I give them some stats. All right. So just to start off with Emily, uh, she is a career 5-0 and in eliminations. She's done three seasons, plus the Champs versus Stars. I don't know what we're counting that as yet. Uh, she has never been eliminated. Uh, her first season was cutthroat with you on the blue team. 
then she was on X's one with Ty, came in third on that season, won three eliminations, and then she was on Rivals 2 with Paula, where she won six out of the ten challenges that season, which is like almost unheard of. Uh she ended up winning that season and then retiring. And also, before you guys at home start complaining about the type noises, when you bring on a statistician like Alan, you got to let him type while he's doing his business, just so you guys know. Okay, continue. The big thing about Emily is that every season, she's always the, uh, in the best shape out of anyone, but then she comes on the next season in even better shape, which is just freaking crazy. I don't know how she does that. I just want to know how historic what you just said was. So how rare is it that somebody competes in three challenges – and goes essentially, I mean, I know she didn't finish all of them as the champion, but made the finals in all three of them. How often is it that someone competes in that many, so a minimum of three challenges, and never gets eliminated, so makes every final? Has that ever happened before? It has happened. It happened a lot more in the past. Darrell won three in a row. Jamie Murray won three in a row. But back when it was team challenges and like 10 Derek people, won three in a row. Derek won three in a row. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you didn't win three. You, like That was in the middle of your career. Not to start. Uh, to sp- <laughs> it was actually at the end of at the end of my career. Okay. No, no, no. It's going to be looked at as the middle because you're going to do more. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, I mean, to start off your career and just go three finals in a row. Uh, in the modern era, it's much more difficult. So even if the cast back then might have been better, there are just less spots and there's less wiggle room because you have to be individually strong these days like you can't rely on other people as much um so emily has done it three times other people who have done that are i think laurel and not not really anyone else and that's why emily to a lot of people is viewed as the greatest female competitor i have her in the same category as laurel and evelyn uh she wasn't as good as the daily challenges early on but now she's just good at everything so emily is just like top three yeah, next really? time we got to consult with Alan. Next time you compile a twenties versus thirties roster, because I don't think D-, D pitched the segment and then didn't do any research, so he's compiling his thirties <laughs> team and he didn't name anyone you just named. <laughs> All right, for another day, for another day. Really quick, because you said something very interesting that I just love to know. I don't need like an exact stat, but you mentioned something about it being much harder to do what Emily did and what Darrell did in the modern era. Just, you know, for someone like you who follows things so closely and the format and the amount of eliminations and this and that, can you quantify why that is and what is different in the format that makes it harder to do these things today as far as the difference in process on the show? Yeah, I mean, back then, I mean, Darrell is one of the great all-time players, um, but Darrell is bad at daily challenges. Like, he is bad at heights, like little things like that. He's not flexible. Um, but you always want him to keep him on your team, like back in the day, because you know Darrell could beat anyone in elimination, and you know he could beat anyone in a final. But in this modern era, where like Darrell could accidentally end up in last place in something, like that's how he got eliminated last season. And eliminations, even though there are people who are always good at them, they are really random at times. Like great players lose eliminations all the time because they have a game that's just completely against them. There's a much smaller margin of error you could have in an individual or paired season. Um, you know, I think that's why I think actually Derek is usually a better player for a team season because Derek is like, you know, he could be the fastest guy on your team. He is strong. He can do eliminations. He could have other people do puzzles for him. But when, <laughs> Eric, 
But when Derek has to play by himself, if he gets into an elimination, even though Derek is second all time, what if he goes up against CT and the elimination is you have to sit on your opponent? It's just like, you know, there's the 80-pound difference right there. It's just, you know. Didn't work so well for Cyrus, though, did it? No, but Cyrus is in CT. (laughs) No disrespect to Cyrus. Awesome. Dude, yo, let's, dude, I don't know about you, but that's one hell of a way to fucking open up this podcast. I'm just saying. It was not a bad idea. We appreciate uh, you coming on, Alan. Let's get to Emily Schramm. I'm here. I'm here. Yes. I'm sorry. Hi. How are you guys? She totally sounds like a Disney princess. (laughs) Derek, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Scott. Is my audio okay? I'm trying to close out everything. Um, Sound great. Okay, great. I feel like I can see you smiling through the phone. (laughs) Well, I am smiling because I haven't talked to you in so long. And it's been so fun to see you on these new shows, just crushing it and doing what you do and bringing back the cutthroat days. Uh, I have so much to talk about. I just love it. I can't wait. Just let her go. Just let her go. Okay, deal. Done. We're recording. Oh, we're happening. Well, it's just so funny to me, Derek, because I, you know... Innocent Emily, never had done a challenge before, so nervous and just like have, you know, I'm terrified. I'm like shitting myself. Like I'm doing a challenge. I know I want to do this. This is why I did real world was so that I could do these challenges. And then we get there and remember we had to like sprint up the, uh, with all our luggage, we had to like sprint up the hill. And I remember being like, oh God, I am so out of shape. Like in my head, I'm always, I've always been an athlete. I played soccer, but like I was not training. I had no idea what I was doing. And when I got picked and I, I didn't even know who was on my team. They just picked me and then getting to know you guys, I had never seen the show. So I, I, that was my first introduction to you and to Johnny and to, um, and to Jen, like all of these people. And I just was like, I got so lucky. Like, I had the best team ever. Like, you introduced me to CrossFit in the backyard in Prague in this, like, giant yard, the creepiest yard we ever had. And we would do laps, and you had your notebook out. And it was just, like, the start of my obsession with fitness. And I just think you're so awesome, Derek. So this is so fun to talk to you again. And you too. You too, Scott. Oh, thank you. I've never felt like more of a second fiddle, but I'm glad you said that because up until this point, I thought that Derek was taking way too much credit because we were talking in the pre-interview and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I kind of got her started in CrossFit. No, she has this no, big business. She, She's a huge listen, star, et cetera. She, no, and I'm she like, told me that. Why, you really know how to make a guy sound like an asshole. Listen, she told me that, okay? Holy shit. No, I, I don't want to toot my horn. Listen, okay? So we just got we just got off the phone with a guy that gave us all of your stats. Oh um, wow, what kind of stats? So like I to, like I've I've told you before, we've had some side conversations here and there a uh-huh. while back when I wanted to to kick this podcast off again. I I reached out to Emily and I wanted to I wanted to talk to her about. <laughs> the challenge being a sport um, because I feel like watching her journey from the beginning from Derek's notebook. Okay. <laughs> that's how cross, 
That's how CrossFitters started, everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. CrossFit started in somebody's dirty backyard in California in the desert somewhere with people making up a rep scheme of 21-15-9 of uh, <laughs> fucking pick up this bar, throw it over your head, and, and run, run to the barn and back and, yep. and clocking the time. So that's how CrossFit started, okay? Same as, same as the challenge started somewhere in Acapulco or whatever <laughs> yeah. uh, in, with, in a hotel with a fucking pool, okay? This is how the challenge erupted. This is how CrossFit erupted. Um, and and, and when, when we talk about Derek's notebook and Derek brought his notebook into the creepy backyard in Prague with Emily um, being just open and, and curious, um, I back when I first started doing CrossFit 10 years ago, um, we recorded all our times on, on a note in a notebook because mm-hmm. what you, what you tried to do was you got, you got, um, you came up with a workout and it, and the times ranged from anywhere from three minutes to an hour and a half, depending on what the movements were and how long some, how grueling one of the workouts was going to be. But what you did was, is you recorded, you, you, you recorded the movements and your time. And then you, then you go back to that, you go back to that workout scheme three weeks later and you try to beat it again. And that's kind of how you based your, your, your level of training on. Can, mm-hmm. Have I gotten stronger and more fit? In the am past I, few weeks? Am, am I improving I at all? Right? Like, is there improvement in this measurement? And that that's, what's so cool about it is that you can really learn how to, you know, instead of competing with the scale, which is why I'm so obsessed with it for women and my women clients, like instead of thinking about a number on the scale, like how much do I weigh or how many inches do I want to lose your numbers, the number game becomes a whole different scheme. And so it's not so, uh, it's not so horrible. It's, it's a fun game that you can play with yourself where you see improvement in a different way. And you could take the focus off of this, like, the look, the the cosmetics, the um, the superficial stuff. You can take a break from stressing about it so much because that's what women do, uh, men do, and it's just a really. I was just so I dove down the rabbit hole as soon as I discovered it. So, uh, thank you for being my first CrossFit trainer, Derek. Yeah, and well, we, then we, we want to thank everybody. We want to thank everybody for tuning into CrossFit Mania. Um, for those of you who are looking for Challenge Mania, though, that can be found. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we, we want to talk about that transition you made and, and how you were inspired by, like you mentioned, Derek busting out that creepy notebook and all that. And we want to talk about your career as a, as a fitness coach and the brands you got going on. But fresh in everybody's minds is this new Champs versus Stars title that you just won. We have some questions about that. But Derek alluded to it. We got some stats about your career. You're you've never been eliminated from a challenge and you've competed in three and went to the finals in two and won the other one. And mm-hmm. our stack guy, Alan, and I have to agree with him here, considers you one of, if not the best woman competitor of all time, <laughs> along with Laurel. So kudos to you. I mean, you are a hell of an athlete and you also transition that that translates to the challenge field. So a little bit of stats yeah. for you. I don't know if you know that. I did know that. Of course I know I've never been eliminated. You think I'm crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I like it too because it wasn't just um, sometimes – 
when you get voted into an elimination round, it's different than when you are last place in a challenge. Therefore, you're in an elimination round. So I've had an even mix of both. Like a lot of times I got thrown in. And so it fires you up in this way of like, I am never going to lose this because I have to prove to everybody watching that they don't want to go against me if this happens again. And then there's the other side where you get last place. So you're just proving it to yourself. Like I deserve to be in this game. I have to fight for it. And I love that I, you know, it was, I think, five total being able to do both like all five with a mix and match of how you got into the elimination round to the begin with is is fun for me so first and foremost fucking congratulations on winning the challenge <laughs> what what thank you it was kind of fun to come back and sh- remember that i still got it you know <laughs> well wh- well where the hell were you i mean i i, I see the videos yeah. Um, I, I see, I'm, I don't know. It looks like you're sponsored by Reebok. I don't, it just like I texted you earlier today. It seems like you are doing everything you love. Like you just seem yeah. like you are enjoying creating, um, creating on, on a fitness level. Um, you're telling people how their diaphragm affects their mood, which is just crazy <laughs> to me. I'm sure you, you know, like you have, you have started, I mean, I've, I've watched this from the beginning, um, yeah. Emily, I've, I've watched it because I was very interested in quite possibly getting my, um, my, my degree in CrossFit because everything from the, your nutrition to these lifts to now, as you can see, even the, the, how important the smaller muscles are, um, mm-hmm. to take care of, which is what leads to injury because the body's all interconnected. I'm not a scientist like you are. I just know. <laughs> I, the, I, I just, yes, I just know the broad stuff. Okay. I still do what I do. I still do what I used to do back then. Um, you know, but I, I'm not what, what you are, which is almost a, um, a scientist to the sport of fitness and an and influencer for people of all shapes and sizes, which is what CrossFit brings, if mm-hmm. brought CrossFit brings to the table. And if you are in Morgantown, West Virginia, stop by Mountaineer CrossFit. Um, that's oh, Mountaineer totally CrossFit. Right. <laughs> <Shameless> <laughs> well, it's um, interesting because when I, um, for me, so I went to this challenge, the first one with you, and this is why it's so fun to talk to you uh, because it was really the start of something way bigger than I ever thought. So for me, I'm so competitive, even though I wasn't in great shape during the cutthroat challenge. I remember there was a um, challenge we did. We fell off of something into water and Jen and I, you had already gone with Johnny, but Jen and I had a sprint. It was like a swim sprint. And I just remember you actually gave me a pre-workout and I had never had pre-workout before in my life. And I just remember everything in my body was cramping and it hurt so bad. And I wanted to die. And Jen was like, come on, Em, you could do it. And I was like, holy shit, I am so out of shape. This is not like, I didn't even recognize this like athlete that I thought that I I knew right then I was like, I, I have to do something about this. Like I am not training. I'm not doing anything. And so I, I ended up becoming just obsessed with, okay, how can I finally look, you know, it started off super like just cosmetic. Like I wanted to look in the mirror and like what I saw. So it did start very much like, I just want to change my body. But the, the, when I found CrossFit, which wasn't right away, I actually had done, um, a challenge and, really got into it during the second challenge I did with Battle of the X's uh, or X's 2. Sorry, not Battle of the X's. X's 2. 
and with when I was a Thai and I had just dabbled in it and I realized how much I was obsessed with it because the three, two, one go was the exact same thing as TJ blowing the horn. So every CrossFit workout I did in preparation for rivals was literally me ready <coughs> wrestle ready to go and so I just got in the best shape of my life and in that process became fascinated with it it became my career so it just was cutthroat was really like the launching point of like I knew that I kind of had I was like I could do so much better with myself and finding that journey and becoming inspired just by like wow I can change my body I can learn about this stuff I can do anything I want it like made me want to spread the goodness and that's why I do what I do you know yeah so what exactly do you do? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I started off actually, uh, as, it's actually been over five years. I just hit my five-year anniversary <sighs> of my own personal training business. So I started off during um, the initial challenges just being a personal trainer at a Globo gym. And then when I started my own thing, I really got into nutrition. So I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, which just helps people figure out about gut issues and cortisol and adrenals and supplements. Um, but I combine it with lifting and Olympic lifting and power lifting and strength training. And that's kind of like the baseline of what I love to do. And so from that, I've been able to create companies. So I have a backpack company, the MPAC, that is a workout bag that's also a backpack. And then I also have a T-line. So like a holistic, if you have a tummy upset or if you have anxiety, there's T's that help with it. And that's been really fun. Um, and then just like online training stuff. So challenges and uh, group fitness. I, I'm playing around with the idea of starting an actual gym in Denver because I, I have the online piece, but I really do want a home base here in Denver. So yeah, I just kind of, everything's fitness and nutrition and I stay really busy and I love it. And you're so right. I'm so lucky because it is just me being able to do what I love every day. And I really, really am grateful for that. If I can just I want... pitch one product for your backpack company, make one <laughs> that looks like Johnny Bananas. Oh, um, shit. And it can be the Johnny Bananas backpack like CT wore in that elimination. We were there. <laughs> we were there. So I didn't even know who CT was, Derek. So when he came out and he just looked so huge, tied up with Johnny on his back. Oh my God, I just, that was my first introduction to CT. What an introduction. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, that's funny. It's funny we mentioned that. Me and Emily both went into, yeah. um, into our, in, yeah, we went to our first elimination that season together. Um, she went in, we both won. It was, no, it was another like nice little, nice little, you know, let's beat the shit out of our opponents in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. and, right? And, yep. And then the the elimination that I got eliminated on, we both went in and you won. I lost. Yeah, uh, that so, was a size one, you know, like size definitely mattered in that one. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have I would have loved to play that, you know, that backpack game with uh, with CT just to see, uh, you know, just to compare because that, that that's a that's really a leverage game that that backpack game. I mean, and, you know, you remember we played those games in the backyard. Remember yep. that? Oh yeah, <laughs> we did. Oh, we tra we did everything. We had wrestling practice. We uh, Jen had her UFC pads. Like we were we were all in. Team Blue is like you don't mess with us. We we did well. <laughs> yeah, the ironic part is we trained like animals, but sucked in the daily competitions, and and were essentially almost out of the three teams. Like I think we were tied for last, which is not. <laughs> Uh, not that cool. So it's, it's just so ironic how all that happened on Cutthroat. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, and but look, I want to know about the impact. Like, I, honestly, seriously, I want to know about no, the I, how much is it? Where can we get it? I mean, I'm I'm interested because I might get it. No, I need to send you one, Derek, because you're going to love it. So it's just really I was traveling. I was actually watching the CrossFit Games, um, and I was watching all these people work out, you know, in Carson, California, before they moved it. And I just I love watching CrossFit. I love watching people compete. I used to compete for three and a half years. I was pretty competitive, but I um, I just remember being like, okay, all these people are working out, and all I have is this, like, hotel gym with treadmills. Like, I want to lift weights. So I took a suitcase, and I just stuffed it with everything I could in the hotel room. I, I had, like, um, the hotel Bible and the ice bucket and, like, my shoes and anything I could fit in my suitcase, and I just started lifting it, and I did this, like, bear complex. And I remember, like, my hands were all it hurt my hands, but I didn't care because I was lifting weight and it gave me this like amazing feeling that lifting weight gives you. And so I had this moment, it was a light bulb moment. I was like, what if I make a backpack that the straps can come off? It uses water as weight, comes with reservoirs. So every backpack comes with reservoirs. You use it just like a backpack with a laptop sleeve. And it's just like a really good durable backpack. But when you want to fill those reservoirs up, you can make it up to 15 pounds all the way to 60 pounds, or you can fill it up with sand and get it up to 80 pounds. And you just use it like a barbell or dumbbell or kettlebells. And you just have so much fun with it and you take it wherever you want to go. Yo, I got to apologize. I'm probably going to keep coughing through this interview. I don't know. I have something in my fucking throat. Excuse my language. <laughs> but you need you need some teas. I got some teas for you, dude. Send me some magical teas, <laughs> please. Um, and then just I mean, this happens to everyone with this impact that she created. I mean, we all we everyone has the ability to work out, and sometimes all we have is the hotel gym and the hotel the room in itself. And I've been there too, um, a million times, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it just brings me back to the day, me and DM on, on mine and DM's first challenge, we were partners. We would pack our backpacks up with stones and, <laughs> and practice going up and down a hill that we had in Australia. So it's, it, you know, it would be cool. You know, I, I mean, it would be cool to even see these on the challenges. Have you been able to rock your product on the show at all or, or them, them showing it or anything like that? Yeah, well, I tried. So I had, um, you know, I definitely had a chance for some stars because I haven't done a challenge in four years. So I did it. It didn't exist the last time I did the challenge. And um, so it's been really fun to have it a couple times. There's actually a moment where you will see Camilla. I think it's episode one. Uh, yeah, that, watch- that had to be episode one. <laughs> chance, chance versus stars. Uh <laughs> Camilla is, we were at the pool doing workouts because you can fill it in a pool. So it's awesome for pool workouts, you know? So we filled it up. It was right next to the pool and she just, you know, doing her Camilla thing. And all of a sudden there's a shot of Camilla humping the MPAC. So if you want to see the MPAC. <laughs> Hold on. You mean, you mean she didn't use it to strangle whoever the hell, uh, strangle someone to get kicked off the show? No, no. <clears throat> It was only used the. It was the fun Camilla, the pre the pre craziness, and I just remember Anissa texting me and goes, "Oh my God, is that Camilla humping your impact?" I'm like, "Yep, that is Camilla Camilla humping my impact." 
let's <laughs> let's use that as a segue to get into champs versus stars because you know we want to work backwards from that and talk about. I mean, you guys have talked a little bit already about cutthroat, but you know your the other challenges that you have competed in. Obviously, you mentioned you mm-hmm. haven't done one in four years, but there's one that's fresh in our minds. You took home the title. A lot of people want to know what the differences are between filming something like that, which we know is a much easier schedule. I know the living scenario is different. I know, you know, Tori told us that you're allowed to use cell phones. It's a much easier sell for people such as yourself who might not be ready to do the full deep dive back into a challenge again. But Mm -hmm. congratulations on the win. What was the experience like? What makes it so much more enticing for someone like yourself? And then we have some some questions and some dirt for you related to the show. (laughs) I love it. Well, yeah, it, it worked out perfectly because the biggest issue, the reason I don't know if I'll ever be able to do a full challenge again is because I have to have my laptop and I have to have my phone. I mean, my business... It was what I, it's what I wanted, but 98% of my business is online. And I worked my ass off the last four years to get the businesses to where they are now. And I'm really proud of that. And so for me to say, it's just nice to be able to go home to your hotel room where nobody else is there. You, you know, I have my oils and my Palo Santo and my sage and I can just chill. I can, you know, just literally just decompress because for me that as much as I love the people that I do these shows with that energy is a lot I mean and there's no off switch when you're in a challenge house across the ocean and you're stuck there and there's lights on all the time like that people go crazy as people know I mean it's just it's not necessarily like the healthiest place to be and so for me to be able to do the champs versus stars. I was in control of my food, which as you guys know, that's like the most important piece for me is like, I have to know what I'm eating and what's in my food. I can't eat some weird shit from a different, like I, I need an ingredients list. And so it was, yeah, that's not going to happen on a challenge. No, nobody cares. They just give you food, right? Survive, so, survive. survive. Yep. And so I just felt like it was such a good timing for me. I didn't have anything happening in August. I wanted to compete. I had stopped competing in CrossFit, which had kind of filled that hole for me because I have to compete in something like that's just how my nature is. And so when I started replacing challenges with CrossFit, it made sense. I was like, oh, I I could maybe take a break from these. But then I stopped doing CrossFit competing and I didn't know what to do. I went crazy. The call was perfect. It it was way more fun. I love Tori. I even got to see Jordan and Frank and, you know, the members that the former castmates that don't live or they don't do the shows, but they live in LA. I was able to hang out with my friends, go to the beach. Like it was just was amazing. So, um, a way different atmosphere. Than you know, it's the kind chapter. of, it's kind of a gift and a curse because, you know, people like you, people like Jordan who have their, their businesses that have sort of taken prominence in their lives, who won't really go and do a full on challenge anymore. The fact that now you know that this really cushy call might come every year or so to spend three weeks in LA, see your friends, use your phone, keep the businesses going. It probably shuts the door even further on you wanting to do another full on challenge, which we got dozens and dozens of tweets of people who want to know if you're going to do a full on one again. My question to you is if there wasn't a champs versus stars, would you be more inclined to maybe decide, okay, maybe I should do one more. Yeah. Like there was actually a, opportunity a while ago for me to do it with my sister. And I said yes to that because my sister is such a badass. Like she, she's two years older and she's not necessarily good at the 
um, you know, for me, I'm really good at the random, like run on slippery things and figures, you know, wrestling and that stuff. She's really good at long distance. So if we made it to the final, like it would be so great. So I, there's definitely moments. I just think it has to be, I, the only way I would say yes to a full challenge would be if it was with somebody that I could bring on, like, you know, a sister or a sibling or like, or I'd have to know like the people going were the people that I want to be around, you know, not just these, these new people. I'm sorry. I don't, I have no desire to get to know some of them. Like they just seem like total train wrecks, you know? And I just think the old school, the OGs, the Derek's, the Paula's, the Jen's, like these people are like, they're just full of depth. Like they're good humans and they're not just there to like party and hook up. Like they're there to have fun and meet people, but they're also there to compete. And that's the thing I miss the most is I, if I go to it, it has to be in a very competitive atmosphere and I, I need to work for it if I'm going to be there. I don't know if that makes sense. So you're not team Kayla. Uh, you know what? I've never met Kayla. I think I'm thinking of the people that just showed up on this season that I've never seen before. Um, there's like, uh, shoot, I forgot their names. There's like, worry, a video- none of us, none of us know their names. Don't worry. <laughs> Besides Natalie, one of our future guests, Natalie from big brother, we know who you are. But other than oh, that, the three people that were up for elimination this week on the, on the chopping block, I, I told you, I couldn't name one of them. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. So, so you watch every week? No, I, well, I watched the one that was, you know, Chance versus Stars. There was one that like went back to back with it. So that was super fun because it was just like, oh shit. I actually watched it with Johnny here in Denver. So that was really fun to watch and kind of like have his backstory as he's like, as these people are showing up, I'm like, who is that? Who is that? And he's like, oh, that's that. And so it was good to have some sort of context from a cast member, because if I didn't have that, I would be, I would have no interest in watching it. So now that I have some context, I'll probably drop in a few episodes because it looks gnarly like the show the clips I've seen I mean it looks like the crate what I love is the challenge where they have that orb around them that hamster ball but then they're also on these like avatar stilts like that's insane like who thought of that Justin Booth thought of that that's who thought of that that's crazy so how does so I want to get into and 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 talk about this since you've experienced the champs versus stars you've experienced the big challenge and you've experienced the, the the sport of fitness how do you think this this uh, competition, this television competition series that's been going on for 30 seasons, um, and it's not slowing down? Because I saw an article in uh, Rolling Stone uh, with John Murray, and they're saying that they're going to pump out two champs versus stars, two big challenges a year. Where does this compare as far as the sport goes uh, in, in your eyes? Um, yeah, so that's a great question because it's a lot like – it's a lot like CrossFit, and I'm sorry, Scott, that we keep saying this. It's so annoying. We're so CrossFit-y. But I just feel like with <coughs> the sport of anything, it's how, okay, let's define sport. And th- so it's a very different type of sport because I even have a hard time with CrossFit considering it a sport because it's so interchangeable with the workouts. It's interchangeable with the judges. You know, it's like it's not consistent enough for it to be something that's comparable to baseball or football or rules are rules and sets are sets. But it, it hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to stop you right there. But what it sounds like is, is you're saying is that there is no human error. It sounds like you're saying mm-hmm. there's, there, there's human error in, uh, in the sport of fitness as far as times go, but there is human error. Um, that's why they're using instant replay Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the referees have human error all the time. So I don't know if that's, that's what you meant. 
Yes. Well, human error as far as, of course, the judge, the ref, whatever it is, but most of the people that are doing the judging in CrossFit are volunteers. So there's not enough money going into it to, for me to make it feel legitimate. Same thing with the producers on our show. Like I, there's moments for the challenge challenge that I've been on where I'm like, this would make way better TV if Paul and I lost like we, our time <laughs> might've been 10 seconds better, but <clears throat> when you look at TV, you don't have times. We don't have watches. We are literally in the hands of, some production that wants to make, and it's, I never think that they rig it. I really don't. I think that they always do what's right. And they always do the times that are times, but until I see those times and like, that was what was cool with chance versus stars. It was the first time that Mike would give us actual times for every single person that went. And then it finally felt like a sport. It felt like, Oh, this is legitimate because you know, so-and-so did 30 seconds, her swim is 30 seconds, and then he would say, Emily, your time, 28 seconds. And it was just such a better way to, like, go about it. So I do, but they never did that in the real challenges. They didn't care. They were like, no, this is a winner. Suck it up. But if there, you know, if there was a chart, I, I am more likely to accept it as, like, a legitimate sport. Is it a sport? A hundred percent. But is this, like, I mean, the emotional component that goes into it, the mental component, it's the hardest sport I have personally ever done. But without those numbers, it makes it really hard to legitimize. Does that make yeah, sense? I got, I got, oh, yeah, yeah. But I got, I got the flip side on that because this is, this, is, uh, the ES, this is the ESPN of the challenges that uh, you're on right now. And um, I think it would have been a lot cooler if, they, uh, gave, if, if, if there was an opportunity to kick Jordan in the balls for that $450,000 by letting everyone in the crowd or all, all the losers pick the winner. Um, but they went with this time, but they went with this time and it was legit. Um, you know that's what I'm true. saying? Yeah, that's true. And that's the thing is like, it, it's good. You know, it's always easier for somebody like, it's just an easy out. Like, oh, I lost because the producers wanted to make it a better TV show. Like, I don't really feel that way. But I do I do wish that, that they would always, always make it more so where the viewer can see the times and points. And I just think sometimes it's like, it's not quite like that. And maybe that maybe I'm wrong because Chance vs. Stars, they did do that. So maybe I just have missed out on a little bit. But I think if I lose, I need to know exactly how much I lost by. And I want to know... <laughs> what I can do to be better because I don't, I don't take losing very well. And even, I mean, my goal with chance versus stars wasn't just to get to the final. It's like, I wanted to beat Johnny and CT in every challenge we did. And like, I wanted to just compete, you know? And so I think to compete, you have to have tangible evidence. The numbers we talked about at the very beginning, I want to know what that number is. I mean, it's a score and sometimes they forget that component. So I wish, I wish that was always, always a part of it. Speaking of real sports, uh, something that is clearly, with the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Really a real sport is mixed martial arts. And you guys had mm -hmm. Michelle Waterson on Champs vs. Stars. And we had her and Anissa on after their big elimination battle in the cage on Challenge Mania. 
And uh, the topic came up about, you know, some murmuring of you wanting to go in against her or not wanting to go in, or that's kind of what people thought was getting set up, and then it, it fell through. Um, anything you can chime in on there about, well, you know, how, was was that something that you did want to challenge yourself and go up against a, a UFC oh, fighter yeah. in, in a challenge like that or in any challenge? And, and what was kind of the fallout there? Oh, of course. Yeah, from day one. I mean, she actually came in late to the episode because she had to, or not the episode, but she kind of showed up late. And I remember being like, she's the best athlete on this team. Not because necessarily her hand-eye coordination, but because this chick will do anything to win. And that's what I think defines a good athlete is like, if you are, you give it your 100% effort regardless of what it is, you're going to come out on top. And, um, you know, maybe not always, but for the most part, that's how it is. So to me, she was always my biggest threat. And I feel like um, we always kind of size each other up and we ended up connecting really well. And of course we kind of have so many things that are similar, the way we train, the way we eat. Uh, there's just a lot that was in line. We know a lot of the same people in the industry that we're in and Austin on it, um, with Jim Jones Academy. So we connected and I just remember there's, they didn't show any of this. I can't believe they didn't show any of it because, uh, final episode, we kind of knew, we knew it was going to be, um, the person, oh my god, I totally forgot her name. Oh my god, uh, shit. She was volleyball on, player. Nope, the other one. Uh, the wrestler. Uh, Ariane. Ariane. So we we knew it was going to be Ariane that they voted in, but there was always a chance that they were going to vote somebody else. And so I I told them, CT and I, I had this huge talk. I said it makes so much sense if it's Michelle or if it's Kim. It should be me going in because one. It's so weird to do a challenge without going into an elimination round because to me I've always felt like you gotta you gotta put in the work and you know it doesn't if you do well in challenges that's one thing and we did so well so I don't really need to go in and do the work but that's like the mentality I've always had from day one if you're in a challenge and you expect to win you should expect to go into an elimination round. Um, and me, me and Emily did that. We did that <laughs> on Cutthroat. We did. Remember that? Oh my God! Yes, we just both were like, yep. We're going in, and it, like, and it's that, time. It's time. It's, it's time, time for us to take someone out. Yeah, and and that's when people get messed up because they start, you know, thinking, "Oh, I don't deserve to go in," or "I'm good enough to not go in." And then they just throw their game off. And then when they go in, they get blindsided and they're not ready for it. So if you're always ready, you're always going to do well. So I just felt like for me, I, I still had that. Like, I'm not going to make it through this chance versus stars without competing. And if I'm going to go against anybody, it's going to be, as, I mean, Kim, she's definitely bigger. So I kind of like the idea of going against somebody that was bigger because I think a lot of people think I win elimination rounds because I'm bigger. And I wanted to prove that that's not the case. Um, and I think I would have proven that, but I think Michelle to be able to even lose against an MMA fight. I mean, I don't even care if I would have lost. It would have been the only elimination round. I would have been okay. I think we would have been in there for hours, like hours. Um, and I just think she's, I have so much respect for her and, uh, the guys CT, but there was no way it was going to happen. Even if Ariane did go in, I just don't think they would have, uh, the votes would have fallen my way if we even did a voting. And so I didn't end up, going in against Michelle, but it was actually a very real possibility. I, I mean, it was like quite a dramatic event, the final event, and they didn't show any of it. So it kind of, um, it turned into nothing, but yeah, it was almost, it almost happened. And Did I kind you, of, uh, were you impressed with it? Cause we gave Anissa a lot of credit 
uh, on this podcast for even putting up that much of a, of a showing against Michelle. We don't give her credit for the amount of retweets that she took part in for the episode that she appeared on. But, but I, I will say that like we thought that just hanging with Michelle at all, even given the size difference, was really commendable and respectable. And she earned a lot of respect in both of our eyes. Is that something that, that you looked at as well? Or were you like, you know, that's probably how you should have handled someone who you have a bit of an advantage over? How long did she really hang in there? She did actually. They. I wish they would have drew it out longer because she did so much better than they showed. And I. Um. It was really interesting watching it happen so fast, and me thinking like that was way too fast because there was times where she was literally Michelle would push. You know that trick in MMA where you push your rib cage down so that they can't breathe. And Anissa, you could hear it in her voice. She starts gasping. She started to get emotional because you feel suffocated. I mean, you've all been in that situation. It's a horrible feeling when you're like, I can't catch my breath, but I can't let go of this thing. Um, and I I mean, I almost was brought to tears. I was so proud of her because, you know, everyone knows Anissa's great in elimination rounds. But to see her and just always, always, no matter what, you know, regardless of why she got into the elimina- elimination round or what happened, when she shows up, she shows up. And she just gives it everything she's got. And she did so well. Like, if it wasn't for her grip, I think that she would have actually done even better. So I just, yes, yeah, she did great. I mean, I was so impressed. I, I We hugged for, like, five minutes after because it was really emotional um, just for her to, like, go through that and be terrified and do it anyway. And I just, I give nothing but props for her for handling it the way she did. So let's stay on, let's stay on champs versus stars. Cause I heard that, um, that a guy, a guy by the name, a guy by the name of John Murray, who was on the bachelor hurt your feelings. And I want to know if you hurt your Josh feelings. Murray, Josh, so Murray. I could, whatever the fuck his name is. I want to know if, <laughs> what if happened? Hurt, I want to know if he hurt Emily's feelings so I can rip his ass the next time I see him <laughs> say something on Twitter. God, this is so stupid. So even his mom tweeted me, which I find so weird, but it, oh. It's so bizarre. So, you know what? I'm trying to think of how this initially happened. And I tend to do this. I've tried to explain this to people. I remember having this conversation with my team. Like, there's many times when I'm at a bar or I'm in Denver or I'm even out. And there's they they don't know who I am. But I do think that, I one, I have traps and I have strong arms. And if there's a guy that's threatened by powerful women they it, they become combative. And so I've gotten in multiple fights in bars. Uh, and I'm you know me, Derek. I don't fight with anybody. But the people that I fight with are the ones that don't know how to handle, like, the, either it's their own insecurity or they're just like, and his track record, let's be honest, he, he has some power issues, especially when it comes to women. And so instantly we kind of just stayed away from each other. I didn't, I felt like he was kind of, he's just a fake person, you know, like when the cameras are on him, he acts one way. When the cameras are off him, he acts another way. That's instant bullshit in my mind. I don't want to be associated with somebody like that. And there was this moment during the parkour course, remember the, the tag that we had where we couldn't see it because Kim was going against somebody. Somebody was chasing Kim and the ball hit Kim, but we can't see Kim because we're kind of blocked from that angle. And so our people are like, we caught her out. We hit the ball. She's out. And she just starts arguing like, no, you didn't. The ball didn't hit me. And Josh is like, the ball didn't hit her. So I looked at Josh. I said, Josh, you can't see. You can't, 
you're not the ref. Like, let the cameras decide. Like, they'll do, they'll go back. They'll look at the instant replay. Hence, maybe it is a legitimate sport. So I eat my words. They they look uh-huh. through it. <laughs> they look through it, and and he just got so fired up and mad at me. He just started like looked at me like I was like like his eyes. I've never seen such anger in his eyes. And I just was like, whoa, bro, like. Cl- calm down. Like they'll figure it out. I mean, she probably did get hit, but whatever. And then he was like, Oh, the cameras turned on him. And then he looked at me and he was like, Oh, it's cool. We're here for charity. And he tried to give me a high five. And I looked at him and I just was like, no. And I just walked away. And ever since that moment, he like went to T.O. He's like, Emily just dissed my high five. And, and then it turned into Emily's argumentative and she's such a fuck. And it just turned into this thing. I was like, whoa, bro. And so it just, that was our moment. I tried to like have a conversation with him and you know, the producers were like, why did you guys fight? I was like, because I didn't high five him. And it, and that's how it happened. And it just was like, it made no sense. And then when he got that shit in his eyes, like, I wish they showed how crazy he got. He got crazy, like, like screaming and angry. And I saw him yell at a PA, which is not cool. Like never treat people like shit. And he was, and I was, I was like, you know what? You just suck. You just are not a good person. And, and then I remember we were, we had just won the final and um, CT had put, he had soap in his eyes too, you know, at the end where it looks like he's crying. It's actually just because he has soap in his eyes. And it was like this moment where uh, I was like, just put sunglasses on Josh. And he just was like, what did you say, Emily? And and we're like, okay, Josh just hates Emily. It is what it is. The fact that he doesn't directly tweet me, but thinks he could talk about me drives me even more crazy. So I just, I've written him off as just not a good person. And I just have no, no desire to be associated with him in any capacity. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's oh, let's talk about it. So, any, in my eyes, if, if anyone who's got a problem with Emily, it, you've got he's got to be a douchebag, right? And, and second of all, and second of all, um, he sounds like a fucking crybaby. Um, and then yeah. third of all, like I just I, I I don't know what it is about these these uh the these the, the guys in reality TV or the guys on the challenges that get into these like these like these verbal altercations that are just filled with hatred that they go after these girls. Like they're like some kind, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, you know, I mean, from, I'm going to teach my kid from the beginning of time to be respectful and be kind um, mm-hmm. to girls, especially. And so to come out, you know, verbally swinging at like Emily Schramm, dude, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I appreciate that, Derek. Well, you're just a stand up guy to begin with. So I just, you got it going on. But some guys, I mean, it made me realize like the things that, I mean, going on Bachelor is a whole different animal than going on the challenge, right? So it's a t- different personality. And I just don't think he was ready for the. Yeah, he was a the- schmuck on that show, too. My fiance and I watched the, ba- the uh, Bachelor in Paradise he was on, and he was, I mean, guy's awful. What's up with these stuck-up yeah. network stars? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it the network stars? I mean, are all the bachelors like that? Well, I mean, they're going on to reality TV to find love. Like, you know, they kind of, I, there's something wrong with that to begin with, right? Well, you found a love of CrossFit. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It sounds like, it sounds like, hold on. The, I've, I've never, I've, I know about The Bachelor. I know it's a big popular show and it's like a dating show. Um, and, uh, it sounds like the only like dating shows I really remember, cause I'm an, I'm an MTV guy, obviously, um, is like the rock of love or even though it's like VH1, right? Like rock of love and like flavor flave. So that's kind of what I, what I'm, what I'm envisioning when I see, uh, Josh, whatever his name is, Josh Murray, 
Um, it's a little bit classier than that. I'll give it that. A little bit. <laughs> the rose love- is a nice touch. Um, but, yo, let's, uh, D, we got to get to some Twitter questions because um, we do not, unfortunately, have all day with Emily. Uh, people can follow us on Twitter at DerekMTV, at Shot of Jaeger. And obviously, they got to be following at MFitMTV uh, with all the fitness tips and everything you got going on, all your great products. So, great follow as well for Emily. And let her know if you heard her on the show. Um, one question about Champs versus Stars, and then let's move on. But um, Danielle wants to know that a lot of people want to know about, which is, do you consider having won Rivals 2 as well, do you consider the Champs versus Stars title a real quote-unquote victory? Um, Hi, Danielle. And, you know, a win is a win. It's going to be – it was definitely a lot easier than any of the challenges I had been on. But, you know, I'm going to – yes, I'm going to take it – I'm going to take that W. Okay. All right. That's a a softball question. I'll hit you uh, with maybe not uh, as soft one. Courtney has a good one here. She wants to know, would you rather be paired with Ty or Riff Raff for a challenge? (laughs) Oh, God. Riff Raff is so so funny. And I almost like, you know, for comedic relief, like, uh, he's so great. Like, he was across the hall from me in the hotel. Like, we just... I just wanted to watch him all day, you know, but like actual athleticism, Ty was, Ty had his issues, right? Especially in cutthroat. He definitely came back when we did X's, he gave it his all. I really do think it's because he like did not want to fail me and he wanted to do his best for me. I remember hiking up the mountain in Iceland, looking back at him and he just was giving everything he had, this poor guy in Iceland. And so Ty all day, I mean, he, he stuck with it and he gave it his all, even though he didn't really want to be there. Um, I know he would do anything for me. So I'm going to say Ty. We don't, we don't have enough. We don't have enough time to hear my opinion on Ty and what really happened at on cutthroat. Um, Uh, But let me just say that Riff Raff was my MVP of the champs versus stars. Uh, from the stars team. <laughs> I mean, he did have some great athleticism. Like he's a basketball player, but as far as like effort, once he gets distracted or once he's kind of like got a better party to go to, there's no keeping his attention. So um, I don't know. I'm going to use the, the Ty mention as a segue to Zach's question, which he wants to know, how's your current relationship with Ty? If there even is one. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, I don't stay in touch with him a lot. It's kind of more Facebook posts and Instagram, you know, that's really our extent. But the times, every time something like the, when I realized that he was always going to be in my life, like women's health magazine, when I got picked to do their DVD, he was the first one to be like, "M, this is just the start. And he's just always got my back in a way that I know that we don't talk, but if I did catch up with him, it would be nothing but, um, you know, I I know he's really happy for me, and I hope he's good. I don't I have no idea where the fuck he is. I think he's like in Dubai, but that's kind of what he likes. He doesn't want people to know where he is. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the extent of my relationship. It's there. It's not there, but he's still somebody that I find um, it's important in my life. If that makes sense. Wow. So Ty said Dubai, Felicia. Um, all right, I'll use uh, that as a segue to another question we got about your DC castmates from Challenge Rewind. Um, he wants to know what the hell happened to your other DC castmates. And I want to throw in here, my favorite guy from that season was the dude who wore the hats with the raccoons and stuff. Whatever happened to him specifically? The panda hat, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, so there was, it, <laughs> I know, our season was a shit show. Well, uh, Mikey actually, who's my, tw- I call him twin because we were very similar in weird ways. So he got married. So I went to his wedding a couple months ago and that that was awesome. So seeing him and just... Uh, the panda guy? The guy with the panda hat? 
No, no, no. The other guy, Mikey, is like the uh, the bolder guy that did, you know the gay guy that like yeah, super so athletic. Did he get married to a guy or a girl? Guy. He actually married a guy. Yeah, I remember. He was yeah kind of like, uh, both both ways, right? Uh huh. Yep. So they and him and they've been together for a long time. Panda. I called him Panda. I don't. I have no idea where Andrew is. I know he lives in Colorado. We probably live like five miles away from each other. But I have no connection with him. He got kind of. He got. He went off the deep end. There was some weird shit that happened with the girl he was dating on the show. He broke his heart, uh, or she broke his heart, and then he tried to hook up with Callie off the show, and she got creeped out. And then Callie had a baby, and Callie actually just came to Colorado. I got to have dinner with her, which was really fun. Um, but besides that, I don't talk to any of them really, except Mikey. Mikey's kind of it. Wow, awesome. All right, well, um, we got a good one from our good friend Veronica with a K. Um, she wants to know, I know you don't really pay attention too much unless you're on the show that happens to be airing before or after a current episode of The Challenge, but Veronica wants to know how you feel the difficulty of the past few seasons finals compares to the one that you won in Rivals 2. So I don't even know if you have a basis for comparison there, but if you had had a look at these finals, like the one D just ran on Dirty 30, how it compares to the one that you uh, you won. Well, oh God, night and day. So like we kind of got lucky, Paula and I, not lucky, but because it was still hard and we had to eat a lot of disgusting shit, but it was in Thailand. And I think there was something that happened. We were actually supposed to fly to somewhere else to do the final and it fell through. So they kind of pulled together this last minute. Let's just run this this island do laps on this island off of Thailand because we have no idea what else to do. So it was way different than any of the things where you're hiking uphill with weight or with barriers. And, um, I actually kind of prefer those deep dark ones because I, I know that I have a leg up on people because of just the thing, the way I train, uh, the ones that involve more eating and the ones that involve (laughs) just more like tricky puzzles. I tend to like totally shit the bed in. So I was really lucky to have Paula and, yeah, night and day. The one, the one that I won, as grateful as I was that I won it, um, I know it has no no comparison to like some of the some of the finals that I've heard about. At least the the nightmare stories about it. Um, so we're trying to trying to get sponsors for the show. So we need ratings. So I'm going to throw in a Car Maria mention and question. Jocelyn wants to know about your rivalry with Car Maria and rivals to what really happened. Oh God. Um, okay. So first off, and this, this is, is the last question and this okay, is the last good. question. Okay. We'll end on this. So Cara, this happened about five years ago. Cara ha- is doing amazing things. She's like the most beautiful human. I think like seriously, her face is perfect and I really do wish nothing but the best for her. So I hope that and people- we're going to end it there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for now. Um, so it just happened. The rivalry was just behind the scenes. It was before we got to, uh, Thailand to film. And she had, you know, for me, I I care so much about using this platform that I have to educate people on what sugar does to the body, on what foods do to the body. And so I was very adamant. I started my business, um, was talking about the, my challenge was ultimately learn how to cut sugar. And there was a post that she had made where it was very much in mock of, and she apologized. It's, it, we're so over it. So it's not even, but this is how it happened. Just the backstory. It was kind of like, I eat whatever I want. I eat all the donuts. I eat all the sugar. And this is the way I look. And I took it very personally because I knew it was because of my post. And I just was like, you know what, Cara, I'm trying really hard to teach people about this. And you are blessed with this beautiful body that I know you work hard on, but you can't, the audience that we are speaking to, it, 
use your platform for good, you know, like teach them. You can't have just donuts and get a beautiful body. Like that doesn't exist. And, and I think she does that now. And, I think and she now does. she did. And I think it was a light bulb moment. There was some, there was definitely some, she didn't understand it. And we went back and forth for a little bit. I just kind of needed to, I don't conflict. What I do with conflict is I don't want anything to do with them. You know, if you're going to fight with me until we talk it out and not, and we get onto the same page, I'm not going to fake a friendship. Like I want to go through it and, or it's either all or nothing for me. And so I just, that was ultimately the behind the scenes of what happened. Um, and that was it. And I think there's time, you know, the only other thing that happened was recently, actually when I was filming chance versus stars, there was a Twitter, uh, she, she didn't tag me in it, but somebody else tagged me in it about how she would never, like, I was so much, I was like 30 pounds heavier than her. And of course I would win. And I, you know, I just, I, I hate that because I think it's such an easy thing to say is like size is always the way that you win eliminations. And of course there's definitely ways that that definitely helps. Um, but I just think that I, it's my body. I work really hard for my body. I don't want people to comment about my body and she, she, she of all people should respect that. So, um, that was the only thing that I was kind of like, Hey, you could tag me and I don't weigh 30 pounds more than you. I know you think I'm some giant, but I'm not. Um, that was it. So Julie wants to know, are you guys good now or? Yeah, we're good. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I never, I never see her except the things that I see. I, she just looks strong. I'm, I love that she has traps and she's gotten these delts, you know, and I can tell that she is crossfitting. And of course, like anybody that crossfits, I like Derek, you know, it's just kind of like this badge of honor of like, okay, this girl's putting in work. And I feel like she's changed so much over the years. You can see how she's more confident. She's got a stronger sense of self. And I love that because people need to see that because it's like this women empowerment, like there's no way that I could not see her and the way she's grown and be proud of it. So yeah, in, in my opinion, we're totally good. And I just, as long as she keeps spreading her message of goodness and fitness and, you know, doing what she does, then I have no issues. I'm still trying to get arms like Cara. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man, you're right. No, for real. Like, dude, she, dude, she looks, she looks solid. She looks yeah. solid. Yeah. yeah, she does. I mean, she looked solid before she worked out. Like, she's just one of those. She always was at, she rode horses before she even did fitness. She, I think she had like a six pack before fitness, you know? So she's just always been with riding horses or doing what she did um, was enough of a workout for her to always have this like really good base. And now that she's putting so much effort into it, you, she, her body is like, it's just, it's strong and I love it. So I'm really grateful that we are good. And like, I know people, there's no, it's hard to explain the full extent of what happened behind the scenes. All people see is this one talk of like the workout thing in Thailand. And it just was like, so overblown and it just, it was so silly, but that was, that's the only thing I'll say about that. When's the next superhero challenge? You know, I had to rebrand. So I'm now the, I know I can't even tell you how mad I am about it, but it was a trademark issue and I can't talk about it. Did Johnny Bananas sue you? (laughs) Right. You think that I'd let that happen. Uh, There was this, um, the the Empty Challenge, it's starting in February. So all my programs, yeah, all on my website, emilystrom.com. And of course, the MFIT MTV is my Twitter, but Instagram is probably where I post the most. So emilystrom on my Instagram. And that's where you can get the MPAC? 
Yes, the MPAC is a separate Instagram. It's Evolved Motion, but it is linked on emilystrom.com. It's if you just go to that page, you can kind of see my podcast. You can see my um, challenges, my strength programs, and all that jazz is all there. And I'm going to throw much- a plug in there because I know it's hard to to, to kind of plug your own stuff. I was just checking out the T-shirts you got going on on your website. You got some good looking stuff. You got a T-shirt with a wolf on it. You got the Empowered <laughs> shirt, which I don't even know if that's a guy shirt, but I'd rock it. And uh, go it check that stuff out. It looks looks really good. And, and, and how much is the cool backpack? Because I'm really interested. God, I got to get you guys a discount. Let me just like, after this, we'll set up a 15% off code for you and all your listeners. Um, yeah. So it's $149 without the, dis- the Challenge Mania discount. But I would love to give all your listeners a 15% off discount. Awesome. Hell so we'll let yeah. you guys know what the code is once we get that from Emily. Congrats on the Champs versus Stars victory, raising a lot of money for charity. That's got to feel awesome. And thanks for coming on the show. We could, like like Dee mentioned, we could hear your smile throughout the episode besides when we <laughs> mentioned Cara Maria. But, uh, Yo, so I much. swear she's a superhero, dude. She has purple eyes. I swear to God. <laughs> you guys are so great. I'm so glad we got to connect again, Dee, and it was great to talk to you, Scott. I'm really uh, – this is fun. It's really fun to talk to you. Awesome. For Thank sure. you so much, Come Emily. Back. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, you guys heard her. I mean, we said it. I mean, Emily is the nicest girl in town, but start talking about Josh Murray a little bit in there, and uh, you know, you know, she can still uh, she can still throw some bows. It sounds like Josh Murray. I think I'm gonna get his name right from now on. I think you corrected me three or four times in there, um, but uh, yeah. It's it was another interesting interview, probably like what I feel is the smoothest interview we've had so far for me. It was, she was just so easy to talk to. Um, yeah, she's a pro. You, she's a pro. You could tell she's been going on the Today Show and Good Morning America with her fitness program and doing all these online tutorials and videos. Because man, she is just like you said, smooth as ice. Yeah, and this is why we do these interviews is because we get that information that shit you should have heard but you didn't uh, right here on Challenge Mania. This is why we do it, Scott. Yeah, and you heard it at the top. we got to thank Alan again for bringing the stats. We're going to bring him on again whenever we have someone as storied as Emily on the show where we got to break down just how great their career has been. Because to the average person, sometimes you lose sight of that when you, you, know, you fall in love with the, the reality and the drama and this and that. You forget that this thing is pretty much a sport, and the people who really excel at it deserve to have their stats put up there with the all-time great. So thanks again to Alan. Um, and again, theimpact.com. That's where you can purchase the backpack we talked about on the show. Um, it's awesome, especially if you're trying to get a fit, a fitness program going, it's really a cool product. And it's something that, Hey, if you're just going to the library and you need something to bring your stuff in, you could use it for that too. It's multi-purpose and also amazing gear. If you guys get some of this gear, if you go to the impact.com slash mania, use the code mania, get the 15% off and you get a hat, you get the sweatpants, you get that t-shirt, all the stuff looks great. You get that stuff. You tweet us a photo, you rocking it. We will retweet it. We'll give you a shout out on the show, all that good stuff. It's an awesome way to not only support our girl, Emily Schramm, but to support Challenge Mania as well. So remember, we got a ton of episodes coming at you that we're taping this week. So it's your last chance. This is officially your last chance to get us questions in for Mark Long, for Shane, for Natalie. And Brain Candy's coming at you too, but you're lost out there. And ask D anything. Remember, shoot me questions for D. Um, one of our most popular early episodes was Ask D Anything. So we're going to top that. You remember the questions we asked him last one and the dirt he dropped on that. I'm not even going to remind you what that was. We're going to try to top that with this one. 
Guys, thank you so much. Continue to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow D on Twitter at DerekMTV, me on Twitter at Shot of Jaeger, Emily on Twitter at MFitMTV, and D, if they're in Philly around February 24th, where do they need to be? They need to be, uh, wow, dude, you just hit me with like 100 different things there. So many thoughts going on in my head. Like, for example, um, will I get a picture? Uh, will you retweet my picture if I get an impact? Because I'm definitely getting one. And then second of all, to answer your question about Philadelphia, yeah, come to Philadelphia, Howl at the Moon, February 24th. We're making it happen. Uh, 50% of proceeds go to uh, DM Brown's med gift and... You know, it's a good time. I mean, you're going to see your favorite Disney characters or some of your not-so-favorite Disney characters, but we're all going to be there. So come hang out. Awesome. And if they show you they're a subscriber, D, what will you have in your pocket this time? I'll have the Challenge Mania stickers that I forgot to bring to the first event. So they'll be everywhere. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for the support. Keep telling your friends out there. Keep subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. We're also on Podbean. So we do not discriminate. If you have ears, we will speak into them. And uh, thank you guys. Thank you to Emily Schramm. Thanks to the MPAC. Thanks to Alan, the stack guy. We're going into a really, really fun period here with a lot of great guests. We got already a lot of great questions from you guys. And trust me. When I'm back from Hawaii, when we're back on regular schedule, when we're back taping these two, three days before, we're going to come with the heat. We know who you guys want to have on the show. Trust me, your prayers will be answered. You're getting married. My brothers are getting married. I'm getting a migraine. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Big Mac, chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and quarter pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. 